Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Masting Kit Podcast. I'm your host, Masting Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time, uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kip podcast. Who's having fun now? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. So here's the deal, guys. Problems are not the problem. Coping is. Coping is the problem. What's coping? What does that mean? Just live with it. Live with it. Right? What's coping feel like? <laughs> shit. Feels like shit, Mastin. <laughs> right? That's the name of the game. So here's the thing. They said it would be easy. That's what they said. Just think positive. Take an online course, go to therapy, do your personal development work. Just biohack yourself into manifestation. Right? They said it would be easy. Is it easy? Is it easy, guys? Come on, yes or no? No fucking way. Who here thinks it's not fucking easy? Let me see if I show of hands. Who here feels like you've been sold a bill of goods by a bunch of personal development fucking fairy dust motherfuckers? Let me see if I show of hands. Anybody feel that way? What the fuck? This is not Disney. <laughs> Right? And by the way, I'm not knocking anything. I'm just saying we're in a time where the information about personal development is not new. We got it. We all follow motherfuckers on Facebook that say inspiring shit with poses like this. <laughs> we got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But what about living a life that's like that? What about embodying things? Who thinks that's hard? Now, if it's hard for you, what if you're in a relationship and there's two fucking people in it? Who thinks that's really hard? What if you got kids? 
<laughs> I'm not against kids, guys. <laughs> Those kids. <laughs> I'm not against kids. I'm just saying it gets harder and harder. Think about this. It's just like a team. Who here's ever built a business with a team? How hard is that shit? Getting people on the same page. That's hard. Really hard. You know what's all harder? Getting them all to take accountability. That's hard too, right? So whether it's a team, it's a business, whatever your thing is, it's hard. And there are simple tactics, but this is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, right? I wish I could sit here and say, you know, just wish for shit to happen. It'll happen. I believe in that. 1% wishing, 99% doing shit. (laughs) 1% meditation, 99% implementation. (laughs) Who follows? Does this make sense? Right? And so what's going to stand in your way? Because is it the book? Listen, I put butter in my coffee. I love Dave. He's a buddy of mine. We talk about this. We had a whole podcast on this. What's going to stand in your way? What do you think? What part of you is going to stand in the way? My feet, Mastin, because they're the ones doing the standing. (laughs) What part of you? Here we go. Fear. Okay. So, how many words did the Greeks have for love? Seven. Is agape different than eros? <laughs> Very different. Right? When I was like in high school and college and shit, girls would come up to me and go, Mastin, I love you. And I was like, does that mean love me? <laughs> what you, I was so confused. Because isn't it weird when someone says I love you? Like, what does it mean? Is it like heart love? Is it like romance love? Are there different types of brotherly love? Familial love? Romance love? One word? Different meanings. Guess what? We confused. Same thing with fear. There's different types of fear. And the way I like to think about it is survival patterns. Survival patterns. That's how I think about it. Now, think about this here for a second. Who here owns a house or home of some kind? Okay, let me ask you guys a question, homeowners. Okay? What happens when you own that thing and you get everything perfectly set up and good? What happens? Does it stay that way? How long does it take for some shit to break? Same day. Same day, right? How long does this go on for? Ever, right? Doesn't it kind of feel like your life like that too? Like, I just got it the way I want it. God damn it, now I'm out of green juice. (sighs) Right? I just got it the way that I want it, and the team member leaves. Well, they get pregnant, those I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Right? Things don't go the way you want them to ever, ever they go the way you want them to. It never, if you start thinking, maybe the source of my pain is, I just think things should go the way I want them to. That's your pain right there, is that you think that. If you think that, then you'll be in pain. But the idea is, what if you start to say, you know what, things are really never going to go the way I want them to, and I'm going to be reactive and responsive to how we do this and keep guiding it, and maybe things are going a certain way, because you know what? There's something better out there. Every breakdown has a breakthrough opportunity in it. And here's the thing. Do you have to fix yourself? Are you broken? Now, the way I say it, are you broken? Makes you go, no. But there's parts of us that think we're broken. And if we get certain diagnoses, I'm not against it, just not complete picture. Then they'll say, yeah, you have, you're broke. Yeah, I have PTSD. I'm broken, right? PTSD is changeable. Not fucking broken. 
It's a pattern. It's all patterns. Now, what does it feel like to think to yourself, just out loud, intuitively make the sound, if I said you have to fix yourself, what's that feel like? Out loud, go. That's right. Right? But what if I said, we just got to change a pattern? I'd even ask you to make the noise. You're like, yes, please. I don't think you're broken, and I don't think you need to be fixed. All I know is you have patterns that need to be shifted around. And I know that you're trying to survive, just like all of us are. And the reason people ask, how could the world get the way that it is today? Very simple. We're all trying to survive. And it's not working for everybody. (laughs) Because everyone has different measures of what has to happen for them to survive. Right? There's all kinds of different values around that. But survival is the name of the game. And here's the thing about survival patterns is they're hidden. Meaning you don't necessarily know that you have them. That's the matter of it all. We all have them. We all have blind spots. We're like, man, why did I do this again? Who's ever asked that question before? Why did I do that again? Right? Again. Right? And so it's patterns. So simply put, there's good fear, there's bad fear. And I'm going to completely contradict myself in a second. (laughs) Okay? But I want you to understand that not all fear is good and not all fear is bad. It's based on levels of threat. Okay? Good fear says, my life is in danger, I must exit the building. Bad fear says, I'm not going to call the guy back that my heart says is the one for me because he's going to hurt me like everybody else. Good fear keeps you alive. Bad fear keeps you stuck. And bad is the wrong word, but I don't know how else to say it, okay? Because is there a chance that there's a time where fear is necessary? Like when? A car is coming at me. Okay, great idea. Get out of the way. What else? You know the one that gets me? because it's personal, is the military. They train. My father was in Vietnam for three years as a medic on the front lines. He saw the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. I recently went back to Vietnam, and he told me stories I couldn't believe. It made sense why he was the way he was. Instant forgiveness. To see what he saw. Because the thing about medics are, you're on the front end of trauma. Like gnarly stuff. Right? And we spend all this time training our troops to kill to be in survival, and we never teach them how to actually thrive afterwards. That kills me. It kills me to think that way. But is there a time and a place, say that if you're in the military, do you need to have survival threat assessment? Come on, guys, yes or no? Of course. That's the whole f***ing point of it. But what about coming home? Is it the same level of threat assessment? We're losing more vets, guys, to suicide than we are to actually on the battlefield. It's harder for them to be home. What does that say? We spend how much time and effort training them to kill and zero dollars training them to live. That's one big example. It's so close to my heart. But here's the thing. Not everything is a threat. And the way the brain is designed, the brain says, I'm going to delete, I'm going to distort, I'm going to generalize, I'm going to make sure that you're safe. And my threat assessment is anything that could potentially be uncertain or dangerous, no, stop. And that's why we have to start to understand, you know what? It's not always the same, right? Who here's ever dated the same person in different shoes, right? I'm going to go for John. John's a face. I'm going to go for Mark. Mark's an asshole. I'm going to go for Juan. Mix it up a little bit. No, Juan's not it. How about Ricardo? All the same. Different races, different, gen- different ages, playing different, you know, different you know, languages. The same shit happens. Who's ever had this happen before? Why? 
It's a pattern. And here's the thing. You're going to keep going through it until you fucking heal it. That's the end of the game. And we're going to teach you how to do that, but not all fear is bad. If you tell someone who's in crisis, someone who's suicidal, someone who's, you know, from, you know, battle trauma. I've worked with veterans who have had battle trauma. It is not easy. So much compassion for that. If you talk to someone who's in an emotional crisis or they're in a domestic violence abuse crisis, and you say, oh, that's false evidence appearing real. Namaste. You're going to cause more damage. Who follows? Does this make sense? Maybe from a spiritual perspective, it's true. But when you're in crisis, you don't have the ability to have that comprehension. Right? You're here. You're like, I'm in crisis. I have a, I'm having an issue, a survival issue. I can't pay attention to that right now. And if you tell somebody that it's false evidence appearing real, you can do more damage. Who knows what I'm talking about, by the way? So is fear false evidence 100% of the time? No. So we have to have a different context. But here's the thing. If I went through something hard, and now I'm in a completely different context and I'm over here, I'll have the same level of threat assessment. Who follows? Does this make sense? Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me app. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.